And welcome back, folks. It's your host, Jeff Shugarts, and this is the Stash It or Pass It podcast, your weekly report for everything crypto, cannabis, and culture. Crypto being our weather report, cannabis, the traffic report, and the anything goes culture report. Now, I just wanted to give a special shout out and give thanks and gratitude to everyone listening here today. It's 11.25, 2.47 p.m. on this beautiful Thanksgiving holiday. Now, I know everyone doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving, so that's why I wanted to lean in a little bit and just say a day of thanks, a day of gratitude, You know, something I try to lean into every day. I love to give thanks. I love to give grace. But I also wanted to give a special shout out to our international listeners today. Going through these downloads, it really touches my heart. So obviously, we have our people in the United States, but just going down this list, shout out to the United Kingdom, Brazil, Canada, India, Russia, Australia, New Zealand, Argentina, Belgium, Germany, the Netherlands, Singapore, and Sweden. Wow. I can't thank you enough, my friends. Can't believe you're listening. So thank you so much. You know, I don't know if you're hearing me in English or, you know, maybe this thing gets translated. Maybe that was really ignorant for me to say. I have no idea. I'm just a normal guy sitting here, you know, enjoying a fresh brew. You know, it's uh, the glass is actually empty right now, but these glasses, we keep them full, baby. The glass is always half full or it's not full enough. And uh, speaking of that, you know, I'm going to have to refill up this glass because I want to give a special shout out to uh, what's on the glass. And that is Wickles Pickles. That's a funny name, right? Wickles Wickedly Delicious Pickles. Sounds kind of sexual too, but little shout out to them. You know, I got this from my grandparents, but uh, no, great little company out of uh, Alabama, some friends of theirs. And uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Love this glass and uh, the pickles are delicious as well. So just to kick it off, you know, this is kind of a kind of a different show we're going to have today. I'm just going to kind of go through the list. I have a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Obviously, we're going to get into the weather report. We're going to talk a little bit about crypto, the metaverse, some of these new e-gaming tokens, and really just lean into there a bit because it is Thanksgiving, folks. And you know what that means. That means the banks are closed, the markets are closed, and we're seeing a little Thanksgiving pump. So we're going to review some of that. And we're also going to jump into the traffic report, chop it up a bit, go through our multi-state operating investments. And those are our cannabis stocks. And we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in the legislation. Because obviously last week we talked about Nancy Mason, this new bill that just came out, cannabis legalization, decriminalization, getting people out of jail, helping our vets and not throwing on a incredible tax. It incentivizes anybody that's in the traditional market to come participate in the legal market. So again, we're going to run through that a bit, share what's going on, talk about getting these people out of jail because they need to get out of jail. But we're also going to give gratitude and give thanks to where we are right now because that's what this day's about. It's about giving thanks and grace and where we're at and where we're going. And we are not stopping in on the culture report. You're just going to have to wait and see. And you're going to have to listen to all 55 minutes of me, baby. But thanks again for being here, folks. You know the drill. What's up? Buckle up, baby, and get ready. Stash it. And to get it kicked off, first, let's just see this refill I have here. And uh, feeling pretty good about this. You know, in my Wickles Pickles glass, 
you know, again, shout out to Wickles Pickles out of Alabama. They're a friend of the show. So had to say thanks. Let me take a drink of this real quick and we'll get we're going to get right to it. Now, first up, you might see there's a little thing going on uh, on the uh, Internet. Maybe you're seeing it on TikTok or Instagram. And a lot of people are urban dictionarying their name. So I said, hey, my name's Jeff. Why don't I look up what Jeff is in the Urban Dictionary? We're not talking about Urban Meyer, folks. We're talking about the Urban Dictionary. And uh, Jeff, when you look up Jeff, Jeff is a state of being, not simply just a name, a state of existence higher than Nirvana. My name is Jeff. Now, that was in the definition, folks. That wasn't just me saying that. But uh, so I went ahead and, uh, you know, first, let's just talk about this, right? A state of existence higher than Nirvana. Whoa. Where's Kurt Cobain when you need him? <laughs> just kidding. That was a joke. I know what Nirvana is. But, you know, shout out to Kurt Cobain, RIP. I also went ahead and looked up Jeffrey. Now, let us be clear that is Jeffrey with an R E Y. There's a huge difference when looking it up on uh, the Urban Dictionary. And uh, let's see real, real quick here. And maybe, maybe this is true. Maybe it's not. I don't know, but <laughs> it's great to see. And uh, very, very funny guy, not someone boring like Bob, but everybody wants to be a Jeffrey. I want to be a Jeffrey when I grow up. <sighs> now, that just has to make you feel a little warm and cozy on the inside, right? Because I always think of uh, Get Him to the Greek. And, uh, you know, that's a movie. Great movie, by the way. You know, shout out to uh, Russell Brand and uh, Jonah Hill. You know, always enjoyed that one. And uh, like they said in that movie, when life gives you a Jeffrey, just rub a furry wall. Am I right? But uh, so it's a little fun thing, right? If you want to sit around the Thanksgiving Day table and you want to look up everyone's name and just give them that Urban Dictionary, let, let them know because uh, you already know it's going to get firing up. Sorry, it's, it's, it's already happening, folks. People are out there right now sitting around the table and, uh, you know, Uncle Bob just isn't having it. And uh, like you said there, no one wants to be a Bob. They want to be a Jeffrey when they grow up. So, hey. And here we are back on the weather report with uh, yours truly this week. And it's not going to be a long episode, folks. I'm just going to run through a couple things because we already know what's happening. It's Thanksgiving. The banks are closed. The markets are closed. And uh, our friend Bitcoin is doing a little pumping and that means pump you know there's these two little weird guys that say pump it instead of pump you know whatever so uh just looking at it you know our friend btc is uh it's up on the day and we know when bitcoin moves they're all gonna move folks because bitcoin you know it's over 40 percent of the market cap so even as we if we are going towards a bear market who knows who really knows no one does you're gonna see all sorts of people out there saying whatever they want to say. One day they say one thing, one day they say the other. Kind of like our politicians, right? But hey, it pulls on our strings, pulls on the heartstrings, pulls on our emotions, and we keep coming back for more, baby. So looking at it today, we're up about 4%. And uh, you know that's uh, 4% better than we were yesterday. Because yesterday I was hearing from uh, you know all the big bad bears talking about us crashing. And here we are, folks. We're still moving and uh, I'm still buying about $420 just for the culture. If you follow us on Instagram, uh, you know, at stash it or pass it, you know, we're posting buys, we're posting Intel and we're having a good time. So looking at it today, we're cruising at about 59,000 feet and uh, by feet, I mean dollars, but the market cap, you know, we're over a trillion still. We're at about $1.1111 trillion. And, uh, 
you know, like I said, that's about over 40% of the entire crypto market cap. We're about 2.8 trillion total. And uh, again, so if we did go to a bear market, let's say, and Bitcoin goes down, it's going to pull part of this uh, part of this market down. So that's why you got to be careful out there, folks. There's uh, lots of pump and dump schemes and, you know, lots of uh, lots of hopium, lots of false hope. So again, do your research look into stuff, lean in a little bit more. Don't even take my word for it, right? What the fuck do I know? I don't really know that much, but I know a lot more than, uh, you know, your barber. No, I don't know. Maybe maybe he knows everything. That's what that's what's, that's what's crazy about this whole market, folks. You got to find some people you trust, but at the same time, you got to do some of your own homework. And that might take hours. That might take months. That might take years. And uh, the thing about a bear market, if we do go into one, you're going to have plenty of time to learn and accumulate. So, you know, don't throw all your eggs in one basket. Don't blow your load before you uh, even have a chance to uh, shine. So I just like to remind that to people because, you know, I got friends hitting me up here and there like, asking me about all these different Shiba, all these different Shibas I've never even heard of. And I'm just like, hey, man, I got four pillars that I stick to. And that is you got to look up what are the utilities of the coin? What problems are they solving? You know, what's the adoption rate? How many people are holding it? You know, how, like, who is the creator? Who's the founder? Who's the team? And, uh, you know, what kind of test has it been through? Where is it uh, trading at? Where are the exchanges? What's the market cap? What's the total value locked? There's lots of things you can lean in and look at versus just, I don't know, these little cult followings, name recognitions, but you got to be careful. But at the same time, too, some of this is uh, extremely risky. It's very speculative. And uh, let's just take a look here. So overall, like we said, on the day, Bitcoin's up. So they're all going to be up. And uh, we're at about a $2.8 trillion market cap for the entire market. And that being said, too, that's not a lot. So that's why this is going to be so volatile. For example, gold by itself is $10 trillion. The entire crypto market cap is $2.8 trillion, And Bitcoin is $1.11 trillion. Right. So one day when Bitcoin is 10 trillion, do the math. Think about it. Think about how early we are in all of this. And that doesn't mean you got to go sell your house and use 100x leverage and, you know, try to win the lottery. You can do what you're doing, live a good life, stack a little bit here, stack a little bit there. And then as you continue to build in this new economy, you know, there's going to be other opportunities. So, for example, you know, I have some friends that, we share a lot of information with, and as I'm learning more, people are reaching out to me and we have some great conversations. We jump on calls and we're just starting to learn more together. And it's great too, because then certain questions I may ask them and they ask me, it, it allows us to lean in more because you got to go find that information. And then it might challenge what you believe. And what's better than that? Of course, I want my beliefs challenged. I want my mind to be changed most of the time. When I don't agree with something, you better believe I'm leaning in more and more. I take in more information that I don't agree with than I do agree with. Why would you only listen to stuff or watch things that you agree with? That sounds sounds weird, right? But I mean, that's kind of the world we live in. You know, people aren't going to watch things they don't agree with because then I don't know, it sends them into, you know, some weird state of mind. It gets people all fired up. But hey, you know, I just, uh, I you know, I go to a beat to my own drum and and we have a good time doing it too. So Hey, let's just uh, take a little chat. Let's take a little look here. You know, Ethereum is back up a little bit, obviously, because Bitcoin's back up. 
So Ethereum, we're up at about, we're over a $500 billion market cap. It's at about 4,500 bucks. The Binance token, we're at about a $100 billion market cap, up about 9%. Solana, did anybody buy Sol under $200? We're throwing it around all over our Instagram. So another one of my uh, one of my favorites there, it's at about a $64 billion market cap for that one token. Now let's think about that. Solana's one token, $64 billion market cap. And we were talking about how we're going to get into some of these new metaverse plays, things we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks. But for example, one token, Solana, $64 billion. The entire crypto metaverse market cap right now is $38 billion. When we first started talking about it, it was $23 billion. So just think about that in your mind sometimes. And I'm getting this information off of CoinGecko, great little app that I use. You can build you know, little port, different fake portfolios. Like, let's say like, Hey, I want to, you know, roll the dice on this token or whatever. You can go do a little practice run on CoinGecko. You can lean in more, find out more things, see how things are trading, see what the total market cap is, see what the total value locked in the staking is. There's a lot of different things that go into this versus just what you might see on the news or what you might see on Twitter or Instagram. You have to do some of your own research because this is a free market 24 7 365 just like the weather and that's why we call it the weather report folks so just to keep going down this list a couple more that we are holding and that we are loving obviously usdc what is that it's a stable coin we hold it on voyager it's at over a 37 billion dollar market cap now that's not going to go up or down it's a stable coin that's pegged to the us dollar so one usdc equals one US dollar. And uh, we love that because on Voyager that we talk about, we got a referral link in the show notes. You uh, spend $100, you're going to get $25 of free Bitcoin, and you're going to help produce another episode of this show. But like we were saying last week, Voyager just came out with its new debit card. And now you can hold the USDC as you always have been able to, but you can spend it. You're going to get VGX rewards back for spending and you're going to earn 9% just for holding cash there. So see you later, Huntington, never coming back. See you later, JP Morgan Chase, never coming back, getting a new job. And you better believe that my paycheck is not going back into a bank. It's going straight back into the exchanges that I love. And now with Voyager, I got a debit card. I'm sure there's going to be a credit card in the future. And this thing is just going to keep on going, baby. So this is not financial advice. You got to do your own research, but I'm just letting you know what I'm doing and I'm having a good time doing it, folks. So let's just keep on going down this list. CRO. Now, what is that? That is the crypto.com token. And like we talked about last week, we were posting it on our Instagram too. Crypto.com just did a huge deal with this where now the Staples Center, where the Los Angeles Lakers play and other teams, I'm sure, it is now the crypto.com arena. And that was a $700 million deal. So when I first got involved with crypto.com, I really liked their debit card. I liked the fact that I could use their card and get rewards back in CRO. And then I could convert that maybe to Bitcoin or use it on their exchange. And there's actually some other great perks to it, like free Spotify, free Netflix, free Amazon, some different lounge areas in uh, airports and whatnot. So you had to hold a certain amount of CRO on your you know, debit card. You had to stake it uh, per se. 
And uh, let's just say when we first got involved there, CRO was anywhere from seven cents to 12 cents. They make that announcement, $700 million deal to basically buy the advertising rights, change the name of the stadium. And that token went from seven to 12 cents. And now we are sitting at about 77 cents. They're at a $19 billion market cap. And by them doing that deal, the entire $700 million is paid off. That's the future we're living in, folks. And I keep on saying it. Change is not coming. It is already here. And it's our jobs to learn, to lean in, to be hungry, to contribute, to bring people with us and to seize the opportunity because nobody is coming to save us. Nobody. We're in charge of our futures. We're in charge of getting a piece of this pie. Now, am I ever going to be a billionaire? (laughs) Who knows, right? I mean, you never know. Am I going to be a millionaire? Absolutely. And this is going to be one of the tools that helps me do it. This information is everywhere. It's out there for the taking. And you better believe we're going to take what's ours, baby. So let's just keep on going down this list. What else are we loving on here? Next up, right after that, is our friend Luna. And uh, we've been talking about Luna a lot. Luna's up 11%. It was taking a nice, nice, healthy correction. We were under $40 there for a little bit. But, you know, we got a couple Luna bulls that we like to bring on the show. One of those being Brandon Boyd, which I'm going to get into some of the nuggets he shared with me that are incredible, some great plays, things that he puts out publicly as well. But uh, he shares a lot of information on Twitter. And uh, he, uh, you know, he has the, the founder of Luna that follows him. And so he's always putting out all that information, too. And uh, we love to see it. So, again, Luna almost at a $17 billion market cap. And uh, trading at over $42. So we love to see that one. And another one in the portfolio, I've talked about it before, and that is obviously Voyager, the VGX token. Holy smokes. Finally paying off, folks. You know, like we talked about last week, I sold a little bit at $4.20 for the culture. And what did I sell? I didn't sell any of my original investment, I only sold a little bit of my reward tokens. And my interest payments, because that's one of the best things about that app is the interest payment program, the rewards you get back. So I've gotten hundreds of EGX tokens and rewards. So why not sell a little bit? So I sold a little bit of them, moved them into USDC, where I'm going to collect a 9% interest until I get my debit card and I'm going to spend them. Because why not, right? You got to treat yourself a little bit. And uh, when I say treat yourself, you know, I'm being serious, folks. You know, that doesn't mean you just go out and blow shit and buy a bunch of stuff and eat a bunch of bad food. You know, treating yourself might be, you know, buying yourself some uh, yoga classes, buying some good food or going on a healthy vacation, you know, not just blowing it out and wasting money on stuff or buying things you don't need or spending money you don't have. But another couple we have here in the portfolio FTT, and that is the FTX exchange token. We've talked about FTX, and that is Sam Bankman Fried leading that charge. And, uh, you know, he has that connection with Solana as well. So, FTT token, it's holding strong a little bit over $50. We're at $52 right now, and uh, it's up about 4%. Now, the market cap, checking it out here, we're about $7 billion. And uh, 
it uh, it's showing some strength. So hopefully we hold it. And uh, again, we're having a great old time. So a couple other we a couple others we have in here is Mana and Sand. Now these are two of our biggest metaverse plays so far, and what a ride it has been. You know, Mana trading over five dollars, and now Sand over seven dollars. But before we get into that, here's a word from our sponsor. We're just kidding, folks. We don't really have any sponsors, but just to get back into this, I actually had to take a little breath there and, uh, you know, drink some more of my beer out of my Wickles Pickles glass. And uh, yeah, so just to get back into it, we were talking about mana. Now, what's mana? Mana is one of our metaverse plays. It is the token for Decentraland. And like we reported earlier this week, there was a $2.4 million land purchase inside of Decentraland. So again, this ain't going away. I really, really recommend everybody go do a little bit of research. Go check out Decentraland. Now, I went on there. I have an avatar. I've walked around, hung out with some people, went to a couple bars, some house parties, went to a concert. It's real, folks. And uh, it's only going to get better. We're going to start throwing headsets on, putting their gloves on, and uh, you know, making a life in there. Now, that doesn't mean you have to live in there forever, but people enjoy it. and People are going to do what they want to do. And uh, hey, who am I to tell them anything different? But uh, why not invest in it? I'm going to invest a little bit in it. So we got into mana. It was right around $2 at the time, maybe a little bit less. And here we are at about $5.20. It's been a hell of a month, up about 566% for the week. We're up about 50%. For the last couple of weeks, we're still, we are cruising at about 150% or more on the return. And it feels good, folks. Now, right now, this was something that our friend Brandon Boyd, who has been on the show before, go check it out. We had incredible conversations in uh, episode 15, I believe talking about these specific tokens, specifically about the metaverse. Now, Brandon thinks that things like mana, sand, and Axis, so uh, Axis Infinity, that's one I'm not invested in, but they actually did just change some of their rules. So you don't actually have to spend three tokens to quote unquote play in their metaverse because I mean, hey, their tokens are about $150 a pop. So I'm not trying to play in there for a couple hundred bucks either. And that's what I love about mana. That's what I love about mana. You get to go in there. All I have to do to get in is connect my wallet. I don't have to tell them my name, sex, age, give my social security number, take a picture of my dog or, you know, donate a body part. You know, I can actually just connect my wallet and uh, go have some fun, go meet some people from all around the world who create these little avatars and that's how they want people to see them. So Hey, sounds like a good time to me. But again, Brandon was telling us, and he was sharing this information on his Twitter, IB Unscripted, and on his Instagram as well. But uh, he sees mana, it should be trading between $13 billion and $16 billion in terms of market cap. Now, right now, its market cap's about $9 billion. So basically, he's saying it is worth more than what it's trading for right now. So what does that mean? Does that mean I'm going to go and just buy a bunch at the $5 price mark? Probably not, but I dollar cost average. So no matter what, at a certain point, yeah, I'm going to buy whatever that price is. And then that next month, I'm going to buy it at the same price. And then when there's little dips here and there, yeah, I'm going to just keep reloading it, just keep throwing some money in. Now there's different ways to go about doing this too. That doesn't mean you have to 
you know, sell your car, your wife, or, you know, an organ, but Hey, maybe you got, maybe I got a bunch of baseball cards I've been selling. You know, people are getting really into that. Mike, I sold, I sold a car before and bought Bitcoin, but a little bit of a different deal there. And I'm not recommending anybody do what I do, but just letting you know, there's money to be made out there, folks. And again, so Decentraland, we're at about $5 and 20 cents. And another one that we've talked about, that is Sand, S-A-N-D. And it has had a hell of a ride, hell of a come up. And um, you can now buy it on Invest Voyager as well. We saw it get added to their exchange and the price shot up another $2. Now, I don't know exactly if that was the case, but uh, there's some other exciting news out as well about that. And that's another one where their market cap is $6 billion. And that's another one that should be trading between 13 and $16 billion market cap. So with it being at $7 right now, and it's another one, it's having a hell of a ride. We're up about 800% on the month. And uh, the sandbox is a little bit different. When you go to the sandbox, if you look it up online, you're not going to be able to jump in and start playing yet. But what you really can see, and what's actually pretty cool, you can see all of the different companies that are buying land on there. Because when you buy the land, it shows you know what logo is buying it, things of that nature. And uh, it's pretty extensive. And uh, it's pretty cool to see. You know, They're also recruiting developers and different people to build it. And so when you go on there, there's all sorts of opportunities and interactions and you can just kind of lean in and see some of uh, you know what's really happening. And another thing we're going to start seeing a lot more of are pay to play games. And there's metaverses being built all over the place. So many cool projects. I'm going to be doing a lot of research on some smaller ones. And uh, yeah, maybe uh, maybe pulling the slot machine a bit there. Because uh, when I say smaller ones too, these aren't going to be ones that you're going to find on any major exchange or anything of that nature. But um, you know, as they grow and get bigger and get you know more utilities or get more adoption, you're going to see them start popping up. And uh, you know, one that I've been leaning into a lot is called VRA. That is Veracity. That's another one that Brandon talked to us a lot about, and he sees that you know something between four and six billion dollars. Now, right now its market cap is well under that. And so we might see a big, big boost in that. For example, it's trading at six cents and the market cap is 288 million. So just think about that. He sees it trading between four and $6 billion. I'm leaning into that. I'm finding out more and what I'm finding out I like. So again, Veracity, VRA, check it out. We're at about six cents right now. And that's up about 11% on the day. And, uh, you know, the last 60 days, it's up about 100%. So another great little project, a lot going on there. And we're excited to see it. A few more that he shared with us. And I haven't, I haven't done any research on these, but these are smaller plays. But he sees them trading between 4 to $6 billion. And this is in the next five five weeks, you know, maybe the next couple months. Cause one thing I've been noticing too, is even with, you know, this little pullback from the King and the King is Bitcoin. We always know Bitcoin is number one in this market, but less you really know, focus on Bitcoin, learn about why when the King moves, they all move. But one thing I have been noticing is how money rotates, how it moves around. And right now there's a lot of money flowing into the metaverse, flowing into e-gaming, flowing into 
pay-to-play games. And it's not just in crypto, but you're seeing it across the board. Facebook changed their name to Meta, Microsoft. I mean, there's, there's so many out there. I could just keep going on and on. But one thing that we saw, and these are little things you might be able to pick up along the way as you go deeper and deeper into this, because there's levels to it. Now, a few facts. So this is just, you know, fun little things to put things together. And then uh, you can lean into it more. You can go find out more information on Twitter, things of that nature. But Adidas just partnered with Coinbase. Okay. So some people will be like, oh, yeah, what's that? That doesn't mean anything, whatever. Just keep, keep, you know, don't, don't, don't listen to the first thing you hear. You know, so if you don't like what I hear, who cares? Yeah, whatever. But uh, so Adidas partners with Coinbase. Adidas buys land and sand to build in the metaverse. So Adidas just bought a bunch of land in the sandbox. And the sandbox, their token is sand, S-A-N-D. Sand is still not listed on Coinbase. Bingo. So now sand is on Voyager. And we saw the price jump about $2 since it's been listed on Voyager. And now Adidas is partnered with Coinbase and Adidas is buying a bunch of land in the metaverse. So where do you think sand is going to be listed next? Probably on the most trusted exchange in the United States. And that's Coinbase. So let's see if it plays out, folks. Let's see if we're talking about that next week. Save the tweet record this play it back to me you know talk shit to me if i'm wrong whatever but i bet we see it folks and i told you a little bit about my sand play last week now i have an investment into sand but another fun way that i invest and i do it with free crypto and free money that i earn from other things that connect to my gemini account and then i just roll it into there one of those being the brave browser now, if anyone uses the Brave browser, you get rewarded back in BAT tokens, B-A-T, the basic attention token. So instead of like certain browsers and whatnot that are going to profit off of your data and things that you view and whatnot, it actually pays you for looking at ads and different things that pop up in front of your face. Now, I've been rolling those tokens into my, into my Gemini account and just putting them straight into Metaverse plays. And the one play I've been putting in all my eggs in one basket on the Gemini exchange was the sand. And now I'm seeing an incredible return as now sand is over $7 and it's only getting started, folks. I'm really excited about the metaverse and especially the gaming aspect of it. Because for years, generations, we've seen people playing different build games. We watch people play with toy trucks. We watch people play with toy trains. We watch people play with Legos. We watch people play Sims. And now we're watching Web3 decentralized gaming, pay to play, build your own universe, interact with people from all over the world and you can make money doing it. So let's go, baby. Stash it. And next up, it is the holiday season. It is the black market or black Friday, whatever they call it these days. I don't know. I'm not a huge shopper. You know, I don't go out and go shopping a lot. You know, I do go shopping for a little uh, crypto here and there, and I do uh, buy Bitcoin, but we're talking about tangible objects, folks. And one of those that I like to remind people of, now I did go on Amazon and I bought some of my girlfriend's new book that's coming out, Letters to the Universe. Check it out. We got a link in the show notes. It's an incredible interactive journal, and it's, uh, it's going to be a great tool. I look forward to uh, using it going into the new year. But that being said, I wanted to pre-order some on Amazon. So instead of just going to Amazon and ordering them, 
you know, I went to my Fold app. Now I've talked about Fold before. I use the Fold Visa debit card as well. And you spend cash and then you get rewards and Bitcoin. So again, I've told people about this before. I'm telling you again, I've gotten hundreds and hundreds of dollars in free Bitcoin from using the Fold app. From spending cash, I was going to spend anyways. And every time you do use it, every time you do swipe your card or purchase things within the app, you get to spin a wheel and you spin that wheel and you can win a whole Bitcoin. A little bit of gamification. They're doing some other fun stuff that's related to Reminds me of like Pokemon Go. They're going to have their own little metaverse thing and whatnot too. Little scavenger hunts. So, hey, I'm about it. I think it's fun. I think it's cool. It's connected to the Lightning Network. We've talked about the Lightning Network. But just wanted to bring this up again because today, for example, went on the app, bought some Amazon gift cards, and immediately I got 5% back of my purchase in Bitcoin. So think about it. Spent... uh, $100 on Amazon gift cards and I got $5 back in Bitcoin. Now that might not be a lot, you know, in one swipe, but hey, I'm going on there and buying more books, maybe buying some Christmas gifts, got to send some stuff around. That's going to add up quick. And then that 50 to $100 of Bitcoin now, who knows how much that's going to be worth. So whenever I, you know, I get a pretty big bag of it, a nice little bounty, then I just send it into cold storage. And now I just got free Bitcoin for spending cash I was going to spend anyways. And one day, that Bitcoin is going to outweigh the cash that I spent to earn it. One day, it's going to be worth more. Be worth, I mean, that's what I hope, right? But uh, yeah, actually, I don't just hope that. You know, I'm actually very confident that the books, the $50 that I spent today to pre order those books, that Bitcoin is going to be worth more than the cash I spent to get those books. So, hey, it's a fun little game, folks. A lot of this stuff is games, and it always has been. That's how people do it in the banks. That's how it's going down now. And we have the power to do the same things. We can support each other. We can support each other's projects. We don't have to be at the mercy of these banks anymore. The information is out there. I'm trying to share some and I'm trying to have a good time doing it. But like we always say, this is not financial advice, folks. We're just having a good time. Now, this is a fun one, folks. And it's a little shout out to our guy, Elon Musk and to NASA. Now, a lot of people may not know about this, but there is a movie coming out that actually looks hilarious with Leonardo DiCaprio called Don't Look Up. And it says based on events that haven't happened yet. But these events are happening right in front of our eyes. And that is NASA and SpaceX are working together. They just shot a missile at an asteroid to see if they can redirect it so they can start to prepare for the first interplanetary defense missiles so they can hit asteroids and reroute them so they don't hit the earth. And our guy, Elon, he's always having a good time himself. And uh, I think it's hilarious. So just to read one of these tweets. So this is from NASA. Asteroids have been hitting the earth for billions of years. Now we begin to make it stop. NASA's planetary defense test mission, the DART mission, 
has lifted off and is now on a journey to impact an asteroid in the fall of 2022. I read this article, leaned in a little bit on it, and it's pretty nuts. So it makes you wonder, like, are there asteroids on the way here? And we're trying to figure out how we're going to reroute them. Like, what's really going on? Like, is this movie just actually going to be telling us something? Probably not, but we'll see. I mean, we all saw Armageddon and uh, how that turned out. We were cool, man. It's all good. But uh, just thought it was hilarious. So Elon's response to that was, this one's for the dinosaurs. Love to see it. Elon wants to avenge the dinosaurs. He's given those asteroids a taste of their own medicine. The first interplanetary defense missile has left the Earth, and it is on its way to try and reroute an asteroid. We're living in the future, folks. Like I always say, change is not coming. It is here. Now, the next thing I'm going to share has to do with our friend Bitcoin. And like we always say, the less you know, the more you should concentrate on Bitcoin because Bitcoin is king in this market. Bitcoin is queen in this market. Bitcoin is the alpha and the omega. And I wanted to share this take from Morgan Harper. She's from Columbus, Ohio. She's running for the U.S. Senate. And um, it's a great take because you're going to hear lots of different things from the far right, the far left, every which way in between, people from other countries. But I mean, you are going to start to hear a lot more from politicians and from media who are owned by the banks. And when I say that, the banks are who pay their bills. The banks are who lobby. The banks are the ones that produce their shows, run their campaigns, pay their bills, And uh, Morgan isn't one of these people. Now, Morgan is much more far left than, you know, maybe me or, you know, maybe people that listen to this show, but she has a lot of great takes and she's fighting for a great cause. And I've always been a fan of hers and I've been to a couple of her little campaign uh, meetings and whatnot. Listen to what she has to say. She's a young leader and I'm excited to see what happens in her political career. But uh, this was a take she had about Bitcoin and I thought it was great. As you know, she is someone on the much farther left side of uh, you know this spectrum, if you will. But uh, this was great. So, like I always say, Bitcoin is for everybody. And uh, this was Morgan's take. She said, "I first started hearing about crypto, Bitcoin, and blockchain when I was working at the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. We had a lot of pressing issues causing real-time harm. So I'll admit I wasn't too plugged into this area. Since then." This space has grown a lot. I've recently spent more time learning about Bitcoin and crypto. And to be honest, I'm really interested in the possibilities for our state. First, whether you're pro or anti-crypto, the most important thing is to read up on it and experience it. Make sure you understand the technology. There's a lot of talk about how crypto is just for money laundering and scamming. And for sure. Some people are using it exactly for that, but most have a much more positive vision for the technology's applications. Okay, but so what? Here's why it's interesting to me. So much of my career, I focused on fighting corporate monopolies that are too big to fail. 
that used to be just banks. But more and more, it's everything. Internet providers, big tech, health insurance, you name it. Often, these companies aren't winning because they're the best. They're winning because they lock in users and their data and use that combination to dominate markets and manipulate our democracy by lobbying and bribing politicians. Here's where crypto could come in. For example, Bitcoin automates a lot of what banks do, keeping a ledger of transactions, but without the bank. So instead of enriching some CEO and large shareholders, the wealth of the network occurs to its users. This could be a really powerful model of eliminating intermediaries and distributing economic power. Imagine Uber, where as the network becomes more valuable, that value occurs to the drivers, the workers, instead of only the investors. Any of these ideas may or may not pan out, but they are energizing a rush of attempts to try. There are crypto projects out there that want to compete with basically every facet of what a bank or social media company does. And their basic model is more inclusive than a corporation. I've heard antidotes and seen some stats about how many young people and people of color use Bitcoin which makes sense historically now herself historically we've been locked out of traditional forms of investment now she's talking about people of color black people hispanics and we've talked about that many times on this show it happens all the time banks discriminate bitcoin does not point is we are in a desperate need of competition we need more power and economic freedom to flow through middle America. I think we should be in learning mode on this. I think we should be finding ways to encourage better structured competition and consider ways to keep bad actors out while encouraging innovation. I'm going to keep learning. So if you're out there and thinking about crypto, whether you love it, hate it, or land somewhere in between, I want to hear from you. Comment, DM me, more to come. Now, she just gave another incredible take about Web3 as well and decentralization. I'm telling you, folks, if you're on the far right, if you're on the far left, if you're in the middle, or if you don't give a shit about politics, that's great. But Bitcoin is for everybody. And it's here to disrupt the powers that be. And those powers are the banks. The banks will fund both sides of the wars. You pull the banks out, we might end some wars. Stash it. You know, there are American heroes who don't like this idea. Neil Armstrong, Gene Cernan have both testified against commercial spaceflight in the way that you're developing it. And I wonder what you think of that. I was very sad to see that uh, because those guys are, yeah. Yeah, those guys are heroes of mine, so it's really tough. No, I, I wish they would come and visit and, and see the hardware that we're doing here. And, and I think that would change their mind. 
they inspired you to do this, didn't they? Yes. And to see them casting stones in your direction. It's difficult. Did you expect them to cheer you on? So they hoping they would. Did you think, I need to pack this in? Never. Why not? I don't ever give up. I mean, I'd have to be dead or completely incapacitated. Did you ever think of packing this in? I don't ever give up. I'd have to be dead or completely incapacitated. Now, there was a time before he was public enemy number one where Elon was risking it all, and he still is. Now, that being said, obviously, there's so much money out there, and I think there's a lot of creative and constructive ways to you know, get people that have a lot of the money to help give back and do different things. And they are doing that. But, um, you know, making him public enemy number one is uh, tough to see sometimes because he wasn't always the wealthiest and richest man in the world by any means. But uh, he's had some dreams, dreamed huge. And he's had the U.S. government, as you can see, like his heroes, people like Neil Armstrong coming after him from the beginning. Now, like what's Elon done? Elon has created the largest shift into EV manufacturing into solar energy and probably anybody, definitely on the U S government, you know, because of what Tesla's done, because of things that SpaceX are doing. Now you see every major car manufacturer in the world is going to EV. And it's just so funny to me how, He's become the biggest enemy to people like Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden. And it's because he's rich, right? But why wouldn't they be working with this guy? Elon supports the Green New Deal. Elon supports carbon emission taxes. Elon supports UBI. Elon supports Bitcoin. Elon supports decentralization, DeFi. Elon supports plant-derived medicinal alternatives. Elon supports psychedelic research. There's so many things that our generation would connect with. And it makes me think like, hey, well, maybe there is something that goes to that. Like maybe there's a reason why they're making him the big bad wolf. I mean, he's the new boogeyman, but this is a guy that literally risked it all and continues to risk it all. I mean, because all his money is in the company. So as the company grows and gets bigger and bigger and bigger, he makes more money. And yeah, he's definitely made some money from different government subsidies and whatnot, but that is them working with him. They're giving that to him. And then they turn around and make him this big, bad, evil dude where you see how he is. If you follow him on Twitter or anything like that, how he interacts with the public, you know, how he calls some stuff out. I mean, he's on there going toe-to-toe with some people. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and sell some stock. I'll sell $6 billion worth of stock and let's get this done. But then my man can't produce any, uh, you know, no proof in the pudding. He can't put, he actually can't put his idea out. All he was putting out was a hateful tweet, a gotcha tweet to pull on people like us, like me, you, all these normal people pulling our heartstrings, pulling our emotions to make them look like they're these good guys 
But then here's this guy who can't actually allocate a plan, put a plan out and say, where's the $6 billion going to go? You just had a guy ready to give you $6 billion. Might have been the greatest sales call of all time. But then he couldn't provide it, couldn't put, put any proof to it, just words. And so sometimes I just see some of this stuff. Now, that being said, too, it's like, sure, there's a lot of billionaires out there. Well, actually, there's 600 billionaires in the United States. So, you know, they just hired 86,000 new IRS agents to go after 600 billionaires. No, 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 no. That's not what's happening, folks. And uh, I just think it's it's interesting to follow some of these patterns and to lean in a little bit more because uh, they already have dedicated teams to these billionaires and go after them in different audits and different things like that. So when you hire 86,000 new IRS agents, you know, this is that's a small army. And uh, when you do that and you're going to spend six to seven, maybe $10 billion a year of our tax dollars to hire 86,000 new IRS agents to do what? Think about it. And a lot of this stuff is being enacted into 2024. There's a lot of new wealth being created right now. And a lot of that, there's the, one of the largest wealth transfers in human history. And just like in the roaring 20s, right before you know the Great Depression, before World War II, there was new money being created everywhere. And then came the executive order 6102, where citizens were forced to sell their gold back to the United States. And that's what kind of started this whole thing that we're into right now with you know, the way the gold standard works, the way money works and things of that nature. But that's a whole nother story. But just to think about it. So there's a huge wealth transfer going on. Now that's from, you know, parents to younger generation. And that's also what's going on in crypto and the stock market and different things like that. So I uh, really encourage everyone to do some research, look into this more, look into other countries. There's other people out in this world making a lot of money in hiring 86,000 new IRS agents, their average salary is $88,000 a year for this. Now, how much money do you make? Now, we got all these politicians talking about they're trying to help us and do all this stuff. You're going to do that by paying 86,000 guys, guys and gals I don't know to quote unquote, go after these billionaires when there's already dedicated teams to that. Why do you got to spend $10 billion a year doing that? I mean, come on, man. I mean, we already had to get some of this other stuff taken out of these uh, bills where they were going to track every single transaction over $600. Are you kidding me? Now, right now it's $10,000 and it's actually really kind of gone down like a little bit more, like some places it might be six, eight, five. It can change a little bit, but I mean, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do some of our own research. We gotta look into this stuff more and uh, find different sources. Like I was saying earlier, I don't like to read and listen and always watch, I mean, probably over 50% of the information that I take in are things I don't agree with because I need to hear that side. I need to understand it more. Why would I only listen to 100% of things that I agree with? That's a recipe for disaster. Now, it's the same thing. If you find yourself the smartest person in a room, don't spend a lot of time in that room. And that's, uh, that's something I was thinking about a lot uh, today. Now, I actually just watched an incredible movie called King Richard. 
definitely, uh, definitely think people should go check it out. Now, this is Will Smith's new movie. I think he's going to win, you know, win a lot of awards for this. And just talking, it was about the uh, Venus and uh, Serena Williams, you know, their, uh, their come up and uh, the Williams sisters and uh, very incredible movie. You know, it had uh, a lot of things you could pull from that. Now, very intense dad. You know, some people might not agree with, you know, the way he raised those girls, but I do. I think it was incredible. So go check it out. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can pull from it as far as, you know, having a plan or plan to fail straight up. You, know, you got to be hard. You got to be tough. You know, and, they, and he had these girls journaling different affirmations. I mean, the whole bit like it was truly one of the best movies you know, I've seen in years and I actually went to the movie theaters too. forgot about how much fun that was. So just the, the smell of the popcorn and getting an icy things of that nature. I mean, it just, it took me back in time and it was, uh, it was a lot of fun, but you know, I just wanted to share that, you know, after seeing that earlier today and uh, just kind of thinking about where we're at and uh, how they always need a boogeyman. They always need somebody to scare, uh, you know, kind of all the ants back into the hill and uh i'm done with that you know i'm building my own hill and uh that's the uh that was the whole point of uh this project so again folks you're more powerful than they want you to know you are Stash it. all right folks here we are back on the traffic report just wanted to give a little bit of an update as we have seen it has been a hell of a year in the cannabis industry, and there's a lot to be done. There's a lot farther to go, but with it being Thanksgiving, to be thankful for where we are going and what we have accomplished so far this year, and that is cannabis consumers have much to be thankful for this Thanksgiving, and let's go through the list. This year, possession and use of cannabis by adults became legal in five additional states, Connecticut. New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, and Virginia. State officials in recent months in California, Illinois, New York, and elsewhere have moved to expunge the marijuana convictions of over 2.2 million people. Now that is huge. And again, it references back to freeing the people in rewriting these wrongs. There are people right now thousands and thousands of people right now sitting in jail where they have the ability to pardon these people. They have the ability to get them out right now and they're not doing it. So we still have a ways to go. But again, we're giving thanks and we are grateful. So again, 2.2 million marijuana convictions are being expunged across this country in states like California, Illinois, and New York. At the federal level, for the first time, we have dueling Democratic and Republican-led efforts to repeal federal cannabis prohibition. Now, we've seen that with the Moore Act, and now with the States Reform Act that we talked about last week, introduced by Representative Nancy Mace in South Carolina. And again, I've leaned in a little bit farther, learning more about her and her journey and how she's used cannabis in her life. It's such a incredible story. You know, she was a former waitress at Waffle House from South Carolina. When she was 16 years old, she was sexually assaulted. 
she was raped and she went through a lot. And with dealing with that, she used cannabis to help with her PTSD. And that is one of the reasons why she is so passionate about helping veterans that come back from war who are denied their benefits by the VA when they choose to use plant-derived alternatives for their ailments, which is ridiculous. They should not be getting their benefits denied by, by our government if they do not want to take antidepressants, opioids, or anti-anxiety medicines, and they would rather use plant-derived alternatives. So again, we've come so far in the fact that now we have dueling efforts on both sides of the aisle. It is a fact that the American people want this done, and the current administration is sitting on their hands. We've shared information about this. Over 91% of Americans want this done to some degree, and that is full legalization or medicinal. Now, full legalization, get out of my way and let us get this done, is over 60%, and then the rest of that 91% fall in the medical aspect. Now, again, like we said, while we have much to be thankful for, we must not forget that we still have much more to do. And again, I'm super thankful and I'm grateful for how far we've come. But again, we got to get these people out of jail. First and foremost, we need to rewrite these wrongs. We need to support our veterans. We need to stop denying public housing to cannabis patients in legal states. Right now, the federal government, the Biden administration is denying public housing to cannabis patients in legal states. That's ridiculous. We need to get that out of the way. We need to stop doing that. We need legalization. We need decriminalization. We need to move this from a Schedule One drug so we can open up more doors and more opportunities to allocate funds to more research because this is medicine. This is helping people. And right now, what is going on is ridiculous. It is a lie. And we are speaking truth to power. Stash it. And next up here on the Trap Group, where we said we were going to review a little bit of our big four multi-state operators, our cannabis investments in the stock market. And also a new one to that list is the MSOS. And now that is a, the US cannabis ETF where you can actually find this on other exchanges besides the OTC markets. And, um, you know, they're, they're back up a little bit, folks. And like we've said before in the past, buy the rumors, sell the news. Now, when Nancy Mace introduced her new bill, and that was about two weeks ago, we actually took a very large dip in that uh, after that announcement. And that was buy the rumors, sell the news, and people sold on the news. But again, it was an accumulation process. I'm still buying. I'm going to keep packing these bags. There are some new rumors out, buy the rumors, sell the news, but there are some rumors out about the Safe Banking Act and it getting included back into the National Defense Authorization Act. Now, what is that? The NDAA, that is the act that funds our government and our defense every single year. And they want to include the Safe Banking Act into that because of all the cash that basically these billions of dollars and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars that are made all across the country in these legal states because 
over 33 or so states now it's legal in, they can't actually put that money into the bank. A lot of these companies, these multi-state operators who have incredible numbers, incredible books, they are growth stocks, they are growth stock investments. They can't list on the NASDAQ. They can't list on the New York Stock Exchange. These are still over-the-counter stocks, but you can still go buy Canadian pot stocks that, you know, it's legal in Canada because they're legal in Canada. They can list on the New York Stock Exchange. They can list on the NAS. And here where we actually make money in the cannabis market versus Canada is actually extremely dependent on the, the laws here. You know, those books are terrible and those are actually terrible investments when you look at the tradition or when you look at the fundamentals of them making an investment. So again, not financial advice, I'm dollar cost averaging into all these investments, but there are always healthy corrections and I've been packing these bags. But just to take a look now, again, the markets are closed today. They'll be back open tomorrow. These things are going to swing here and there, but green thumbs up about 3%, trading at about $23. Cure Leaf up about 2%, trading at $10. Cresco is about even, right under $9. True Leaf up about 4%, right under $30. And then MSOS, Cannabis ETF, it's a trading right under $29, up about 2%. So again, buy the rumors, sell the news. That's not how I operate. You know, These are investments I believe in. These are things that I'm going to continue to put money into over the next 5, 10, 20 years, because I believe in these things. I believe in these companies. But at the same time, do your research on these companies. Look at the fundamentals. Look at the revenue coming out of these legal states and where these companies as multi-state operators are set up and they are fully functioning with federal legalization or decriminalization or not. These are hundred plus dollar stocks and we're going to keep on going, baby. For example, in the state of Illinois right now in November, they've already posted over $1 billion in revenue as a state. And now who is headquartered at Illinois? Green Thumb is. And we love Green Thumb. We're going to keep buying, not financial advice. We're just having a good time, baby. Stash it. And that's a wrap, folks. It is 4.20 p.m. November 25th, 2021, and it's time for Turkey. I'm going to go take a walk with my cousin, if you will. I'm sure none of us have gone on that walk right before Thanksgiving dinner, but I'm just kidding. I'm not about to do that. I'm just going to go refill my Wickles pickles glass and uh, sit down and watch the Cowboys probably lose. I don't know. I haven't watched uh, that much NFL football this year, so maybe they'll win. You know, I remember Dak from back in the day. He was a nice guy, but anyways... Thank you so much for being here. Pick up your phone, call somebody you love, tell them how grateful you are for them, tell them how thankful you are for them. Today and every day, give that what you want to receive. And sometimes we have to remember too, folks, they always say the golden rule, treat others the way you want to be treated. Now, some of us don't always treat ourselves very well. You know, some of us don't always love ourselves. Some of us don't you know, some of us don't always love ourselves. Some of us are always judging ourselves so much that we do that unto others. Now we have to look in the mirror. You got to love that person more than anybody looking in that mirror. And then that's going to allow you to love everybody outside yourself even more. You got to stop judging yourself so much that so you stop judging others so much. You got to experience other people's cultures. You got to lean in 
you got to want to know about it. You want to got to respect it and you got to have fun. Share your thoughts, share your stories, share your love. Stop judging and have some fun, folks. It's a beautiful day, just like it was yesterday and just like it will be tomorrow. Thank you again for being here with us. Stash it.